The new Disney Plus original movie, Luca, is out and ready for your kids to enjoy. But should you let them watch it? That's what we're talking about today on this bonus episode of Indie Thinker. So it sure seems that every time Disney releases a movie that the question is out there in the ether. Is there an LGBTQIA plus character in the movie? And then there's speculation that verges on total insanity to maybe they have a point uh, in, in the movie. And you would just think to yourself that if you're going to say that there is, then there maybe should be like a like overt character that you don't have to guess about. But needless to say, this is often the conversation uh, that that surrounds some of the release of these movies. And that is certainly the case with Luca. So as a parent, I I wanted to kind of just like give you my impression. It's just one person's, you know, uh, kind of view of this movie, whether you agree with it or not, you know, you just decide for yourself. But at least this is my kind of takeaway from the movie for whatever it's worth uh, to you guys. So Luca is obviously well done. Uh, it looks beautiful. Uh, an, an interesting storyline, too, about kids that when they're in the water, they're amphibian-like creatures, and then when they come out of the water, they can actually look like, like humans. But one of the things that originally caught my attention is some tweeting and some posting about this movie. And, of course, like I just mentioned, some of the tweeting and the posting was about uh, whether or not there's a gay character in Luca. So you've got this tweet. We'll throw it up here. And it says, I know hashtag Luca isn't an explicitly gay movie. I know that. But a movie about two adolescent boys growing up with a secret about their identity in a conservative town that persecutes people for that very secret. Pixar knows what they did there. Okay, so here's my impression about whether or not there is this kind of symbolism in the movie. So I'm going to say from my perspective, I think no. If you're going to put a movie out there and you're going to try to make it some type of activist film about an alternative lifestyle, then uh, then I would think that you would try to make it a little bit more explicit than what they do here. This seems to be the endless carousel of trying to figure out a way to turn something into something that it's not, okay? So now, I, I, I understand. If you're looking for that when you watch this movie, you probably see it. But the only way that you real, will really see that in this movie is if you're explicitly looking for it. So here's a comment uh, or an article from Decider. I don't even know what Decider is, but here's a little bit of what they say about the movie. Just a little over halfway through Pride Month, we are seeing people flock to Twitter to present their theories on why and how the lead duo on Disney's Pixar's latest coming-of-age animated feature film, Luca, is in fact gay. So the big question for this article is, does Luca have a gay character? The answer, obviously, 100% is no, it does not. All right, but the article goes on and it says this. In addition to this, Luca and Alberto generally have an adorable relation full of acceptance, support, and genuine affection for one another that could very easily easily be the beginnings of an age-old friends-to-lovers trope we all know and love. First of all, I'm not positive that we all love that trope. Uh, However, just to kind of counterpoint here, it could also be the old trope that we know and love of boys that are friends with each other, which is probably the more obvious conclusion is that boys typically hang out with boys and girls typically hang out with, with girls. Now, I know there may be people who don't like that, but the reality is, is that it's just true. Boys tend to hang out with boys. Girls tend to hang out with girls. And that's all we're seeing here. Now, if you want to try to make the fact that they have a secret identity and that that sea creature identity is somehow akin to a sexual orientation. Um, I, 
I just got to tell you, I think you are trying to make something of nothing. Um, and more, moreover, the reality is, is you know who else has secret identities? Every single one of us, especially young people. Young people are trying to figure out who they are, and they're not sure if they let their friends know who they really are, what they really think is funny, uh, what they're really like, if that will be socially accepted. You know what that is? It's a general story about life and adolescence. So it really has nothing to do, in my opinion, with the narrative that the cider is trying to place upon it, nor anybody else on Twitter and social media, so forth. However, that being said, I do want to take it one step further and just kind of mention that I think there's another troubling aspect. Now, toward the end of the film, this is kind of resolved. And toward the end of the film, you also see that the parents kind of take on a different tone. Um, and, and, and of course, we could say whatever we want to about that. But, uh, but needless to say, this is not carried out throughout the film. But at least initially in the beginning of the film, there is something that to me as a parent is very troubling, especially in a world where it's difficult to try to help your kids navigate all of the crazy things that are going on. So here's what I think is kind of a more troubling aspect of the film. At the beginning of the film, the parents of these young of this young boy Luca um, is is they're kind of portrayed as though they were evil they're kind of portrayed as though they're the enemies of the film why because they won't let their son do what he wants to do of course now there may be an age-old adolescent tale there now, I'm willing to admit that however the film goes one step further than just suggesting that adolescents will be rebellious the film goes far enough to say that the rebellion of these kids is actually tolerable, acceptable, and good because these kids know better than their parents. So the way that this is really portrayed is in a phrase that is repeated throughout the film by the two boys, Luca and his friend. And that phrase is silencio Bruno. I know your problem. You got a Bruno in your head. A Bruno. Say, silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Louder. Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Can you still hear him? Nope, just you. Good. Now hang on. So the idea here is, is that the inner voice inside of you is, is called Bruno. It has a name. And you're saying, silence Bruno. You're telling that voice inside of you, just be quiet. And what are they saying be quiet to? Well, essentially the things that your parents tell you. When, when that inner voice comes in the absence of your parents and that voice comes to, to, to speak to you and to try to tell you that you shouldn't do that thing, you should just tell that inner voice, silence, Bruno, silencio, Bruno. Um, so I, I saw this and immediately I had a problem with it. And here's the problem that I have with it. We have a role as parents to try to help shape our kids and yes, even protect them. Now, of course, our kids, especially as they become teenagers, going to try to rebel against that stuff and have to figure out on their own that they should have been listening to their parents all along. Yes, but that is not the story of Luca. The story of Luca is that these boys should have been given the independence that they deserved all along. What you talking about, now, and I've got to be honest with you. I do not get this. I don't know the marketing geniuses over at Pixar and over at Disney who think to themselves, I know the best thing that we can do is to create a film that alienates the parents from their children, right? Like really, I mean, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to like, the parents are the ones who paid for the film. 
They paid for the tickets. Those little kids can ride their tricycles to the movie theater and pay for it themselves if you think that's what's best. I mean, what is the death toll up to for parents in these Disney slash Pixar movies? It seems like the parents have to die in every single one. But back to the point. The parents, for now, are the ones, especially for these younger kids, and Luca probably is about eight, nine. Uh, it doesn't seem to be much older than that. Uh, the message for this little eight to nine-year-old boy, 10-year-old boy is rebel against your parents. Don't listen to what they say. And when that voice inside of your head tells you you shouldn't do that, tell it to be quiet. That is a recipe for disaster. And for me, this is the most troubling aspect of the film. And again, I don't understand why Disney wants to alienate parents from their children and from the movie that is supposed to be a family-friendly movie. I mean, even at the end of the film, Luca finally separates from his parents and goes to live with somebody else, which, which I just think, you know, in cases where it's necessary, great. But in this case, it just seems to continually push this narrative that a child should not be listening to his parents. A child should just go out on his own and explore and just find his own identity and forget parents. Well, I'm sorry, Disney, but that is actually the role of a parent to help a child shape them and, and to know their identity. And at eight, nine, 10 years old, guess what? Children don't know who they are. Thank God for parents. So I, I say all that just to say this, that if you're a parent and you uh, are careful about what you let your kids watch, please, please, you need to do Disney a favor. Prove them wrong. That parents actually care about the kind of content that they give their kids. That they're not willing because they're just desperate to try to find things for their kids to do during the summer to just sit their children in front of a movie and check out. No, put good, wholesome entertainment in front of your kids that undergirds and, and supports the role of parents in the lives of kids. In my opinion, Luca doesn't do that at all. And for that reason, I turned it off and I didn't let my kids finish watching the film. I want my kids to know that their dad and their mom take special pains and special effort to raise them to the best of their ability and to give them good, wise advice in how to live the most, uh, the most beneficial, sure, safe, but more importantly, the most beneficial and most productive life that they possibly can. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I am no helicopter parent and I don't like helicopter parents. But again, that's not what this film really is all about. It's not about helping kids find out who they really are. At parts in the movie, it's about silencing the role of parents in the lives of kids, which by the way, I don't think is something we should support. So it's up to you whether you do it or not. At least I know for me, I thought that this film was an unproductive film, especially for younger kids. I'd love to hear what you think about it. Please put something down in the comment section below. You can catch brand new episodes of Indie Thinker with Reed Uberman every Monday and weekly bonus episodes to keep you thinking throughout the week. But you have to subscribe and click the bell to be notified when new episodes drop. If you enjoy this content, make sure to like this video and share it with friends. 